If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn and sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. Okay, go this way. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> we are. How can I tell you and know? Happy Monday to everyone in the sports universe. This is the AM Drive, and we are live. For Aaron Crouch in the sports universe in Las Vegas, Nevada, I am Michael Carvelos from Savannah-ish, Georgia. Aaron, how was your weekend and sports weekend, for that matter? Uh, overall, it's good. I mean, we uh, Sammy Action and I uh, watched the NFL yesterday together. That was nice, you know, talking football. Um, right. But yeah, overall, the bets, uh, the bets came through. Uh, four, I think it was four, two, and one in the bets I made, and I think I went three and two in the AM drive. So uh, life's all right. You held it down. You held it down for me. Thank you, sir. Stupid Chiefs. Um, head to MikeAndAaronDrive.com for our shop sponsors, socials, and YouTube. And did I say shop? Yes, I did. Because you can get awesome things like this hoodie. And that hoodie in different colors. Mugs, phone cases, black edition mug, which we'll tease later. Nice tumbler, sir, as always. You're a company man. We're both company men today. And, uh, and that's the hat that came from Fanatics, or is that the one that did not come from Fanatics? Uh, this one did. That one did. Okay, cool. We're good. We're good. The LV, baby. Good. <laughs> MikeAndAaronDrive.com. You love it. You need it. You want it. Do it. All right. Our AM Drive 5 recap, as Aaron mentioned, um, I did, I believe I went 0-3 in my NFL, but I finally went 2-0 in college football. So on the week that I do that, of course I have a losing week for the first time this season, I think. But Aaron, I'm proud of you. You're back to 500. I'm 12-8. and You're 10-10. and We're still in the green. Couldn't It could be a lot worse on this, on this podcast, but we're doing well. Yeah, I even got the ability to have a late scratch with Deshaun Watson out, and I picked a, a, probably a worse decision <laughs> i may have picked the worst that, game in that spot with pittsburgh money line good lord they didn't even get off the bus that was so bad and kenny pickett might be hurt as well so i think it's better yeah how about let's talk about three fourth and one decisions by uh tua well by the dolphins by the steelers and i think by the chargers i, I think in fourth and one i don't care what kind of offense you run you should never be running the shotgun in fourth and one all three, all three of them ran a play from the shotgun. Tua got sacked. Kenny Pickett got sacked. And Justin Herbert threw, like, the worst duck ever. But yeah. it, it's just absolutely mind-boggling that with in today's age that these offenses can't get one yard on the ground, whether it's through their quarterback or through a running back or through a fullback or through this tush-push that apparently is taking the – Well, the it's probably shove. I like probably shove more than tush-push, but go ahead. I like I like tush-push just because it says tush but you get what I'm saying. The point being is that it's just it's mind-boggling to me that any team lining up in the it's just that's three bad coaching decisions, and one of them could cost Kenny Pickett his season. Mm. See, and that's what's annoying is that into, like when you look at what when football was first invented, like obviously pre-forward pass, right? You notice it's all physical. It's all get it. You know, you need a yard, you get a yard. It's almost like offenses are using too much analytics. I mean, well, that is a thing. They're using too much analytics regardless. <laughs> but it's like they're trying to be 
they're trying to outsmart what they already know, which is just football, baby. You need a yard, get a yard. Don't well, kind of do some trick. No, no, get a yard. You'll be fine. And how do these coaches keep letting Brandon Staley off the hook again for a second straight week in his own territory? Goes for it on fourth and one and doesn't get it. <laughs> and and of course the Raiders can't capitalize on it because you know they're the Raiders. That's right. All right, best and worst of the weekend. As always, I'm very excited to hear your worst happy October. My worst of the weekend probably shouldn't have been, but because it was, then it ultimately became my worst. 28 to 7, you have a lead on the hapless Denver Broncos, Mr. Chicago Bears. You were, you're up 28 to 7. Your quarterback's looking like an all-pro for a first time in a long time. And what do you do? You blow the lead. <laughs> to the ONC Denver Broncos. Uh, my worst of the weekend is the Chicago Bears. They're 0-3 as well. Not make it 0-4. But uh, that's just absolutely insane to me. It's to sit there and basically, uh, I say this how many times, Stop take, these teams need to stop taking their foot off the gas. If you beat a team 42-7, to good on you. Never take your foot off the gas. Kyle Shanahan can attest to that. Uh, so my worst of the weekend is the Chicago Bears. And their lackluster second half effort. So, in case nobody heard that, I know I caught bits and pieces of it, but it was basically Chicago Bears, and I heard like most the Chicago of the Bears guys. putrid second half effort. Yes, I don't know right, why that was, freezes so randomly. I don't know. It was just, I mean, I, I've, they may have heard it, they may not have. Who knows? My worst of the weekend. This very this changed rapidly in my brain before the show started, um, because I remember what happened to me on Saturday. My emotions after I had written an article two weeks ago before the Oregon game after the Colorado State game that's saying Coach Prime is special for college football. And then somehow Colorado is complete, literally completing a comeback against USC. Somehow, some way they're doing this. It is 48 to 34 with like five minutes left on, on plus territory. The clock goes all the way down to like a minute 12 or whatever because they ran four run plays and people in the comments of course are like oh well, the offensive coordinator talk okay coach Deion Sanders is the head coach someone on the sideline especially him should have known we have no timeouts as many as me and Aaron do right now and we're running it four times. What are you doing? It's a sell job in the worst way. He will not receive enough hate for today. I will be the first one to do so. They, it was brutal because I was like, they were actually going to do it. They're going to shut me up for crying out loud. And they couldn't even let USC off. I, I thought that had that had to be the sell job. How does that happen in that situation? It, it can't happen. It doesn't happen to any coach or they're getting fired the next day. Impossibly horrible. 100 percent. I did not understand that. They actually were were mounting the legitimate comeback. First of yes. all, they have not been able to run the ball all year. Like they are not a running team. And then in the middle of this game, you call four running. Like, what, did you think you were going to catch them off guard or something? Like, did you I think you like, were going to okay, get? We got one run play. <laughs> did you think you were going to get fourteen points on a on a halfback dive? Like, what are you doing here? Like, that was that was weird. I don't know if Dion addressed it with his coaching staff or what happened, but you're right. Like he's probably, I bet he was probably on the sideline after like at least the third one going, what are we doing? Like this did seem like a, 
a sell job or a fix or I don't know. I could I really couldn't tell you like but uh that game speaking of I just when I mean, we talked about it last week and you know you, you put the transitive property like well Oregon killed him so USC is going to kill him and for a while they did I just I didn't like that that, that big number at home 21 and a half points right and, and they found some dude named Amarian I think Amarian Miller maybe or Marion Cooper whatever his name is he was looking incredible like they they had a weapon and he even scored the 41st point for the team I just don't know how that happens under your watch. W- Willie, do you have a watch, Dion? As I don't, you apparently supposed to. Go ahead. Best of the weekend. Uh, my best of the weekend is our potential to have a running back be named NFL MVP, which hasn't happened, I believe, since Adrian Peterson. Um, hmm. Christian McCaffrey with another absolutely incredible weekend. Four touchdowns, 100 yards on the ground. I, I mean, with the quarterback play, Nobody really standing out, in my opinion, through four weeks. Um, yeah, at the season end of the day, Christian McCaffrey has looked absolutely incredible. He's healthy. He's a juggernaut. I mean, right now he's my quarter pole MVP of the NFL season. We should do that on Wednesday, like a, a, the first four weeks MVP and rookie of the year and stuff like that. We should do that. Okay, if you remember. <laughs> I will. All right, best weekend for me was first my worst. And I was like, no, I can't have, I can't let it be Zach Wilson. I have to let it be this for motivation. Allow me. Okay, so you're my hour, my Amy. Thank you. I need the hype music. I know it's whatever. I just figured this was a, like a slam session, a poetry session. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Drew Holiday. Listen, I even made a video on TikTok, a streaming videos where I was like, don't worry, folks, we lost. We could the Miami Heat could not get Damian Lillard. We're gonna get Drew Holiday. He's a culture guy, right? No, 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 no. Robert Williams is good enough for Drew Holiday. And so I say thank you, Portland, who I've heard rumors that the GM hates the Miami Heat, like Pyatt Riley for some unknown reason. Whatever the case may be, Celtics sort have of now stacked the deck. And Miami literally has nothing besides Jamie Jaquez Jr. this offseason. Motivation time, baby. I, I couldn't let that be my worst. It had to be my best. Just thanks for the motivation because the Miami Heat definitely needed to beat you guys last year. Let's do it again this year. All right. Well, I got to do it. I mean, I, I had to make light of that. I'm, I'm sorry. All those great plays this weekend in sports, and you went with motivation for the Miami Heat. All right. Yes. All right. Colorado, USC. I'm not going to beat the dead Buffalo here, but um, that's just you, – you can't lose that game. You, you can't lose that game. It's almost like the Pac-12 commissioner came down and said, hey, this might be one of our only chances to, like, be relevant this year if Oregon, like, poops his pants. Why don't you guys lose this game for us? That's all I can think of. I wonder if the commissioner of the Pac-12 has just, like, been so beaten down that he just, like, sits on his couch every Sunday – in like a white beater, like slouched down, like eating Cheetos, like, oh, what could have been? You know, like drinking a like, beer. Yeah, like he's just like if, I don't know if you've seen like the end of Dodgeball when like Ben Stiller's character gets fat. Like I feel like I feel like that's what he's doing all throughout the year. Like he they don't care. They, I, I don't if, when you say I don't I don't know you can't lose this game, I hope you're talking about USC because USC dominated and controlled this game from start to finish. Colorado of course, Colorado can lose this game. I mean, you see, we know that they're heavily overmatched in games with teams that have a pulse. I mean, I know they're three and two, but look what the two are. 
Um, <laughs> this one, this one has really shocked me. I mean, Colorado kept it within the number for the majority of three quarters. Um, I think going into half, I think, I think actually, no, probably about two quarters. I think going into half, they were, they weren't covering, but, uh, I got to give coach prime and, and the team some credit, even though you don't of just not giving up in this game, two back-to-back weeks, just getting their pants pulled down and spanked. I mean, I, I, I'd like to think that this came, this brings them back to earth a little bit. And, you know, now that I kind of reflect on the first three weeks of the season and, you know, their excitement and I get it. I think it was, it was falsely crafted some by the media, some by coach prime to get this team believing in higher aspirations than what they've been told all off season. So a little bit of a tip of the cap to coach Brian for getting his teams to even play up to this competition. Uh, but we all kind of knew that they just weren't on that same level. Now, two, three, four years from now, if he's still at Colorado could be talking about, you know, dominating the big 12. We'll see. I don't know. But um, yeah, the, I mean, this game just, it, it was firepower from start to finish. I was surprised that it was a 10 a.m. start game. I know that they wanted this game on big noon kickoff and, it was funny because that's usually a Big Ten game. This being a Pac-12 game was really shocking to me. But uh, Johnson, I mean, yeah. I, Caleb Williams has the resume. What else do you need to say? What six touchdowns? I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to, to say right now. He's obviously the Heisman leading front runner. The only other person that was allegedly even close was the guy on the other side, and I don't think Sanders had a game that could even get him in the in the same atmosphere as as Caleb Williams right now. So, uh, with regards to this game. I mean, we talked about it, you know, when was USC going to have that that flawed defense that we were expecting? And uh, it, it's hard to say because I felt like they just kind of started, you know, taking the foot off the gas like we always talk about. Like, you know, can't take your foot off the gas against any team. A bunch of Oklahoma fans, it was interesting reading what they were saying. Like, oh, this is who Lincoln Riley is. He blows big leads. And I'm like, I was thinking about that. Like, is this true? Like, I mean, I don't know about the Kyle Shanahan stuff, but it's like, I think apparently Oklahoma fans were, were used to like Lincoln Riley like padding it up early and then just letting it off the gas for some reason. I don't know if that's a thing, but they thought it was a thing. So yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because Lincoln Riley, at least from my belief, has no input on defense, whether it was at Oklahoma, yeah. whether it was at USC. I understand he's a head coach, but it. In today's era, we almost don't even have head coaches a lot of time anymore. We have coordinators who run the program, and then they hire somebody in to, to really just be the head coach of the other side of the uh, other side of the ball. But I mean, if this loss, I mean, yeah, I guess you could blame it on Lincoln Riley if they did come back and lose this game. But uh, I mean, the letting off the gas is is just to me, it's just absolutely it's criminal. With these with these type of games, it's it's just I don't know. I mean, USC probably could have they probably could have scored seventy if they wanted to, but I mean, why not? Right. It, it helped your case later on in the year. Like, oh look, they beat Coach Prime seventy to forty. You know, stuff like that matters in college <laughs> right. football. It doesn't matter in the NFL, but it matters in college football. Right, style points. All right, Georgia beat Auburn 27-20. Texas beat Kansas forty to fourteen. These games were both close. Obviously, as this score. Indicates. I thought the quarterback Carson Beck for Georgia really played strong in the second half. Obviously, Brock Bowers talking about a Heisman candidate. He could be in like the tier two of that stuff if there is an 
if there could be like a tier three. I don't think there is a tier two. I think it's just Caleb Williams tier two is empty. Tier three is everyone else. But no, um, I thought Georgia got a, a nice, I don't want to say it wasn't a nice win, but they did what they had to do. And Auburn just couldn't make the plays late, and that's how this game came down to. Yeah, I tell you what, Auburn, another one got up to play, you know, their their rival, the number one team. Like, this reminds me just of uh, anytime you see a two-time national champion or a team that's just won a lot along the way. It's, you know, it, it, it almost becomes, I don't know the right word for it, but it almost becomes just a mundane to go out and play these teams. And then you have to end up waking up in the second or third quarter like, oh, crap, we're in a dogfight. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Georgia right now, because I feel like if Carson Beck just kind of gets his footing, like this team's a dominant juggernaut again, but at the same time, like they've lost all those defensive prowess guys, Nicobe, obviously Jalen Carter, et cetera, et cetera. That it's like, we, are we just, are we just expecting them to walk in and beat everybody 45 to 10 every week? And it's just like, you know, they're not that Georgia team, but maybe they're like this Georgia team, which is still good enough. Right. You know, in college football, but they're not going to roll like they did everybody else the last two seasons. And, I mean, Auburn, I was shocked by this game. With with Auburn's quarterback play this year, I thought there was no problem with this. I, I laid the 14. It was one of my losses this oh. week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they struggled even to win that game. And I don't, I don't know what to make of Georgia. I mean, it's kind of nice seeing this because I think we have, like, again, I think we have five quality national championship contenders right now. And we don't have that whole, like, oh, well, it's Georgia and everybody else, or it's Alabama yeah. and everybody else. Like, we don't have that right now. We may have that in December. I don't know. But right now, it looks like a fun thought that we have actual legitimate, you know, contenders, uh, title contenders from each conference, really. Agreed with that. I think it's, it's good for Georgia in the long run because they did find their quarterback can make some plays late if they need him to. I don't know how that stacks up against everybody else, but for against Auburn on the road, tied up, it, it helped a little bit. So yeah, I mean, speak, it, go ahead. You know, the last thing I'll say is it really scared me because I really thought this was the get right middle finger game for Kirby Smart after a lot of reporters were asking questions and he got pissed at the stand. I really thought. I laid the 14 because I really thought this was the game. He's going to say, look, 56 to 10, go you know, climb back in your hole. And no, not a, not in the slightest. Fair enough. Um, Texas beat Kansas 40 to 14. I mean, Quinn Ewers playing pretty well. He's not putting up gigantic numbers, but he had another good game. This game was also close in the late third and like early, like early fourth quarter until Texas just blew it open. Man, are you, are you believing in Texas yet or still not yet? No, I still be I believe in them. I, I never didn't. They're still my number two team in my rankings right now. I, mm. And again, they could easily be number one right now. But I, I'm, you know me, I'm the to you know to be the giant, you got to beat the giant. And you know Georgia hasn't fallen off yet at this point. Uh, but it's not as big of a margin as it maybe was to start the season for sure. Uh, yeah, this was a tough one. I mean, this was obviously in both of our AM Drive fives. I really thought we were going to get that. Uh, that field goal at the end of the first half to, to take a nine point lead and cover that eight. But you know, that's just my, my, these first half bets are not going the way I hope. And I, I wonder no. if it's a product of the moving clock. I really do. Um, uh, yeah. We, we started, we talked about that uh, Sammy action and I, you know, at the beginning of the college football season and how that would affect betting in the first half. And I think it's, I think it actually is biting me in the butt for sure, because 
last week, Oklahoma minus eight. They go into the locker room, you know, seven point lead. And, you know, this week, Texas minus eight. They go in the locker room with a six point lead. Like, it's it's not far off, but it's far enough, you know. So, uh, yeah, Quinn Ewers, not a great game, but uh, they were just too much for Kansas. I think we both knew that because we both leaned, you picked, I leaned towards that 16 and a half, even though it was a bigger number, you know, with, uh, with them having the Red River rivalry, you know, coming up next week, I thought they would really try to take advantage of just getting out on Kansas. And when Kansas lost Jalen Daniels, that was, that was it for them. So they just, they didn't, they they couldn't hold a candle to Texas. So um, I still put this in in the good win category, despite Daniels being out. I mean, Kansas is still no slouch. Like you said, they hang on for two and a half quarters and eventually the, the the talent just took over and, you know, it looks like a blowout on the paper, which I mean, kind of was. Right. Mike and Aaron drive.com are the best in our stuff. When we come back, NFL headlines. Boy, these are fun. back here to the monday edition of the am drive we are presented by our friends at agridon you see that box in the corner you go to mikeandarendrive.com you click the link that looks just like that you go and you want to get the best in high quality meats delivered directly to your door head over to agridon shop until you drop buy it all now again smoking season coming up code am drive is the key if you want to get 10 percent off your entire order they also have different sales going on at different times. Uh, unfortunately, the AM Drive code doesn't work for those sales because they're already on sale. But, you know, we and our humbleness here at the AM Drive always want you to get the best deal. So sometimes the AM Drive promo code isn't the best off. They just had 50% off this weekend. So tough to beat that. <laughs> uh, so, but when they don't have a sale and you still need to get the highest quality meats, Agridime, at Agridime, AM Drive code for, 50, uh, for 10% off, not 50% off. I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish too. Um, and don't, please, God forbid, if you invest in cattle, don't name the cow. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's true. Bills beat, spanked, beat down, pummeled the Dolphins 48, was that 48 or 38? I thought it was 48 to 20, right? It is. Wait, I'm making sure, I'm making sure. Yeah, 48 Yeah, 48 20. Okay, okay. Josh Allen had a good game against the Dolphins defense, which I keep saying is gettable, but... People are like, oh, see what Josh Allen – well, yeah, fine, against this team. The point is the Dolphins were supposed to do the same thing, and like you said, to me, Bills have the better defense right now. Probably all season, if we're going to be honest. But the Bills did what they had to do. I th- I think the Dolphins lost like – they were already down the center, and then they lost a left, a left tackle. So it was not good for them. Obviously, the Bills could just tee off at that point. Um, Tyreek Hill apparently has struggled the last like three games against the Bills. I know in the first half he looked pretty good. Second half, nothing shut him down. And Chua had another had an average game. I know the Patriots game it was good defense, but had another average game. He's had two great games in two eh, games. Yeah, I mean it's right now that kind of seems like him. He was kind of like that last year too, in the sense of you know like. 
you know, you never know when he's going to come out firing like that Ravens game last year for like 500 yards and four touchdowns. He has it in him. I mean, statistically, he didn't have a bad game, but, you know, it was, you know, they were down early and often, and it was like 31-14 at half. And, you know, when you have to run, you know, it it seems. But you're right. I mean, Tyreek Hill, five targets in the game, it just doesn't sound right. And then I don't know if that's a product of what is Mike McDaniel thinking or is that a product of how great the Bills played? I mean, they got up for this game. I mean, they've, they've seen their recent struggles against the Dolphins. They've seen their, you know, their recent struggles against the AFC East and just in general. And, uh, I mean, they knocked the Dolphins off the schneid here. I mean, I, I'm, it's hard to say. I mean, like, I, this, is, this is not exactly how I predicted the game, though I did pick the Bills and I did believe that the Bills would win this game. I did not believe. That we would have a blowout. I I thought we'd have something in the thirty, you know, thirty four twenty eight kind of thing. But I mean, this it, it just seemed like uh, Miami had given up, in my opinion. And couple that with Buffalo did not, which is what drove the score as far away as it did. Oh, hear that, Bears? <clears throat> um, it's fu- <laughs> <laughs> it is funny you mentioned that too because like. I feel like the Dolphins wanted this game. I thought it was going to be like a play, playoff atmosphere type game, like a division tough rivalry game. It seemed like the Bills had other plans to just play the circus game and just, you know, Josh Allen took what he could early, but then all of a sudden, Stephon Diggs ate up their backup or rookie cornerback who just, God, he was horrible. He could, I'm not, he was horrible. He couldn't guard Diggs, is the thing. Couldn't right. tackle him, couldn't keep his hands off him. That to me was pretty much opening the game in the first half on him. And again, like Dolphins, they can run the ball, but they don't really bruise you. And I wonder if that's a thing. Because it seems like the Bills are more physical on both sides, and Dolphins are more finesse. And I feel like this is why people want them to play in Miami in December, in January, because of that I, kind of reason. I think I said that from the get. I mean, I think they yep. can beat any team, any team in the in the in the division or any team in the conference as long as they're at home. Uh, you send this team up to Buffalo or Kansas City in the snow, I don't trust them. Like you said, the finesse team. But uh, yeah, I mean, like it's hard to it's hard to write off. Obviously, the Dolphins uh, because this game will be a totally different outlook when they play in Miami, which I think I think it's close to December, November, December. Um, so yeah, this one's just. Uh, I think if you're Mike McDaniel, you just chalk up the script and throw it away. Just, you're going to get back at it next week. You know, you've got a, a game against the Giants, which you hope is a get-right game. We'll see what happens tonight, obviously. But uh, you hope it's a get-right game at home against the Giants. And because uh, the spotlight's off you for a second. You're not 3-0 anymore, and you don't have to I'm really focus. 70. On... <laughs> yeah, you didn't just put 70 on anybody. So the spotlight's off you for a little bit. So that would be a get-right game against them against the Giants next week. Sunday night football, the Chiefs beat the Jets 23 to 20, not without controversy, because anytime apparently there was a flag, I thought it was just like the last drive, although it kind of telling like it was a Jets last drive. It's like every time there's a flag within, I guess, the fourth quarter in general. Oh, see what they did to Mahomes? Sure. Whatever. It was a defensive holding. I know it was kind of ticky tack for that moment, but it's like a flag is a flag. It's not my fault the refs weren't consistent the entire game. That's just how things work. It just never but, are. Right, and, and but we can't just put losses on that. I know Zach Wilson played well. Um, I thought the Chiefs, God, they didn't seem like they wanted to really run it up. But I don't. Seem like they want to lose that game. Well, it's funny because like it's almost like they're 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 playing like you said the betters game. Like you mentioned that with the Travis Kelsey thing. 
So like there's they're enjoying the moment of just like the stardom going around. I know Rogers showed up. I know Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds. What's her name? You know her Come name. Come on, man. Not you know just, her name. So stupid at this point. The I just I feel like the Chiefs are just are looking ahead right now, and that's why they're getting the coaching at the Jets. I got screwed. I, I just I this is a classic. I thought well, two things I'll say. I think this is a classic. We're up 17-0. It's the Jets at Zach Wilson. Let's chill. And then <laughs> Zach Wilson's like just you know, kick a man when he's down, and I'm I'm out of options here. I've got to try to play some football, but uh I mean, for me, I thought Patrick Mahomes looked terrible last night. Mm. I think he looked absolutely abysmal. I mean, 18 to 30, 203. Those two picks that he threw were some of the worst throws I've ever seen him make. I mean, they weren't he even just doesn't close. care right now. It's weird. They weren't even close to his receivers. I mean, they were happy. They looked like, I don't know if you've seen that video of Dak Prescott in, in camp, the camp video where he just underthrew his receiver significantly. And they were like, uh-oh, you know, here's Dak again. That's what Mahomes' passes look like on Sunday Night Football. Um, ultimately, in my opinion, uh, I mean, I'm glad that the Chiefs came away with a three-point victory because I had a minus two and a teaser. But yeah. I do not think it's a good strategy to have Zach Wilson throwing the ball 40 times in a game. I know he played well. I can respect all of that. But ultimately, when that ball is in his hands 40 times, he will make colossal mistakes. And it's I thought he made snap, yeah. I thought he made two of them, including the fumble, obviously, but. Um, you know, Brees Hall to only get six carries and be averaging 10 yards a carry to only get six carries. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you signed Dalvin Cook and bring him in, you only give him five carries. Like, these are the supposed to be, even with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, these were supposed to be the big pieces on your team that were, you know, take pressure off your 40 year old quarterback or take pressure off your god awful quarterback. Like, You're 11 run, this is just not it, in my opinion. And I know that, like, Chris Jones is up the middle, but. Brees Hall was averaging 10 yards a carry, like 9.7 or something like that. The first um, like first drive, they threw the ball like four times compared to just like one or two rushes. I'm like, what are we – that's when I – the first drive, I was like, what are they doing? It was weird. I mean, I get it. You were out to a – you know, you were you had a 20 to nothing deficit or whatever it was right out of the gate, 17 to nothing deficit. But once you got it to – once you tied it up, it was like, why is Zach Wilson still throwing a ball here? I mean, right. again, he played well, but like – if you're Robert Sala, was that your expectation coming in? Like, did you think on the bright lights, the big stage against the defending Super Bowl champions, this is when Zach Wilson will have his coming out party? Like, I, I would have. Someone's mom in the stands? Yeah. Yeah, I would not have guessed this was the time to unleash Zach Wilson, unless Robert Sala's just, I mean, he has to be at this point the biggest believer in Zach Wilson. Hey, that would be a nice, complete 180 for him. Well, he's always been. I mean, he's, he's the reason I think that, I think Robert Sala is the reason they lost the locker room because. What Zach Wilson did in that interview, where he's like, "No, we you know, we only we scored three points. No, I don't blame our offense." Like, and then for Robert Sala to back him up, that's why they lost the locker room. And and it wouldn't shock me if they lost it again this year. But I mean, how long are we going to be talking about Zach Wilson actually playing good football? I, I honestly hope he turns it around. I mean, the guy won seven games last year. I hope good, you know, decent football. I really do. Fair enough. You got none of that, didn't you? <laughs> I got like the, uh, uh, yeah, no. I don't know what's going on with the internet today, whether it's mine or yours. I don't know, but somebody's lacking. Cowboys beat the paint. Aaron, I'm, I'm, this is rough. This is bad. Thirty-eight to three. I I had the Patriots to cover, and I I mean obviously no one sees this. 
anymore. But like Mac Jones being benched. Good morning, Mac Jones being benched. Um, God, I'm I'm. This is this is brutal. Bill Belichick, man, he's got to find a way because their offense is not it. Not it. All, all I can say with this Bill Belichick thing is it's it's, you know I love Bill. It's cool to have all these, you know, broken Lego parts that somehow fit together when you have the greatest quarterback of all time. But when you have Mac Jones, who's an up and coming rookie who's struggling, to be patching this this offense together with just bums, Juju Smith is just he's a shell of himself. Even last year, I mean Ezekiel Elliott like. You don't give the ball to Ramondre Stevenson enough. I, I just I, I don't understand what's going on. And they brought in Bill O'Brien to to do something with this, you know, this team. And I, I don't know. It's just this was the first game that they haven't been in it, you know, even though they've got some losses. I don't know if they've given up, but it sure feels like it. Like Bill Belichick feels like it. This game has just passed him by. Does it surprise you that, t- that DeAndre Hopkins chose the Titans? It's like he chose Ryan Tannehill over Bill Belichick right now. So I heard a rumor that the Patriots couldn't come to the money that DeAndre Hopkins wanted, and it was that's all about problem. that. Huh? That's their problem then. Well, that's the thing. They feel like, you know, okay, well, yeah, this this guy wants – 15 million we we're, we're good for like 11 but that extra 4 million could be spent on another what if project okay but, guy yeah <laughs> yeah instead of just going and spending the 15 million on a guy that we know can really help mac jones for sure um yeah this whole like bargain bin shopping just doesn't work when your quarterback's no good like i'm not I'm, that's not a dig on mac jones but he's just he's just not like he doesn't have the tools you stuck him with Patricia and Judge last year as a combo draw offensive coordinator thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to blame Mac Jones, but this game he played very poorly. Fair. I actually Texans turned that beat, one off pretty quick. Right. Te- <laughs> Texans beat down the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-6. to in, Well, I wish it was in Pittsburgh because that would be even better for this. But um, it's not. So the Steelers offense still sucks. Wow. I, I um, but in preseason though, Aaron Kenny Pickett was was like historically great. He was, and he was know. he was good against first team defenses, which is what what makes this so baffling how bad he is. But on the bright side, you got something good out of it. You got to see your boy Mitch Trubisky come in the game for five passes. Yes. <laughs> and potentially he might be there for the rest of the season. Mm. Is that an upgrade for Pittsburgh? I know you're going to say yes. I mean, it's, like, it's not a downgrade. That's why I keep telling people it's not like it's a downgrade. It might not be a down. I, you know, I think you're right. I just, uh, I have to question just, you know, for all of these weapons, for ev- all the expectations, Kenny Pickett, you know, in his second year, blah, 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 Najee Harris, all the, you know, the wide receivers, Deontay Johnson got hurt, you know, and then. Good. You know, George Pickens, this and that. It's just like, how are they so bad on offense? I'm tired of hearing the excuse about Matt Canada because I understand, like, we use the offensive coordinator excuse sometimes. But eventually you have – you. those are guys there. Like, those are guys that genuinely were supposed to be good. Right. And this is not like just the Bill Belichick thing of throw a bunch of bargain pieces into a goodwill basket and, and pay for pay for five bucks a dollar general. This is <laughs> like guys that are good. <laughs> 
and and they're just they're apparently they're not doing their homework on him because they're not that good. Najee is still not that good to me. Yeah, I mean he did average five yards a carry yesterday, but I mean yeah, so far he hasn't been very good. I don't know. This one's just tough. I, I gotta wonder if I gotta wonder if Mitchell Trubisky might be an upgrade at this point. Mm. I would I would sport that jersey, man. I'm telling you what. It's it's I see it right now. It's it's looking good. It's looking but let's good. let's give credit where credit is due. I mean the Texans. CJ Stroud, Stroud looked incredible. I don't want to make this all about the Steelers, but CJ that CJ Nico Collins connection was pretty dang good. Uh, They've got yeah. a decent team, man. CJ looked the, has looked the best out of the three rookie quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, objectively, yes, because Anthony Richardson, we, he's got one less game of a sample size, and he's been hurt to a, the other two games, and then yesterday gets blown. Well, comes back, but gets blown out mostly. So he did have a, he did engineer a nice comeback, though. We'll give him credit for that. Yeah, I, I just think in terms of like pro ready, I guess CJ Stroud was the guy because Bryce Young is not it right now. He looks very average. No, he did have some flashes though in that. Vikings Panthers game. We did watch a little bit of that. So cool. Titans Bengals. Um, Aaron, at what point do we give Joe Burrow stop giving him the injury excuse? Because this is he has been horrible this year. Um he has I'll been still, horrible. I'll still give him the injury excuse in the oh. sense of like he is injured, but um I will make a I don't know how bold this is, but I will make a declaration now that the Bengals are done. They just need to. They need to. They need to put him on the IR. Jake Brown. Call it, call it a season, man. Just call it a season. It's a lost season. I, I can agree with that because I mean, Ravens look good. Ravens do look good. Um, Steelers supposed to have a pulse, like I said, supposedly. But, but just the Ravens and Browns. I mean, it's they, apparently Deshaun Watson is better than what than Dorian Thompson Robinson. If that helps you. Well, apparently, much. I mean, he was the. I mean, that line moved four points uh, when they announced him out. So. DTR was not very good, though. And that was oh, clearly was not enough. Not, they won by 20. I was not happy with that. Yeah, I mean, when you I, – I don't know how – I don't know if it'll matter, but I don't know how, like, ready DTR was because this was such a blue scratch, but he was hurt all week. Right. Good Lord. Good Lord. <laughs> There was another scratch as well. It was Chase Claypool. That was the Bears getting even more interesting. Yeah, they want him nowhere near the facility at this point. Hmm. Interesting. But but it's not because of what he said to reporters, of course. <laughs> what did he say? I didn't hear that. Apparently he was like, um, he was like, Oh, I don't think I'm being put in positions to succeed. But it's like then they're saying, Oh, that's not why he's being benched. Like it seems like you guys got a pride problem over there. Yeah, I mean, I you know I haven't even heard his name on. Pretty much, Airport Aaron is freezing. What is going on? <laughs> oh, we come back really attempt to do what is going on? Draft. Like, I... I mean, I can hear you now. Yeah, I know. I'm you just saying, it? like every two minutes, it's I don't know. Yeah, let's just get to a commercial and finish up the show here. We'll be all right. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back here to this uh, last segment of the AM Drive, and we need you guys to sponsor, the, check out the sponsors, and buy from the shop because I need to pay my elect, uh, my internet bill. Apparently, I don't know what's oh. going on, man. But uh, if you want to spo- uh, support one of the sponsors, it's of course the Shankit Golf, as you see on the screen there. Head over to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, use the promo code AM Drive for fifteen percent off your order at ShankitGolf.com. Tell them the boys at the AM Drive sent you. And we appreciate it. And maybe we can pay our electric bill this month or our internet bill. <laughs> and sure, our electric yeah, we're, we're, we're hashtag shameful, hashtag need Wi Fi. All right. <laughs> My night football, real quick. Seahawks, Giants. Um, I I feel like this line was in favor of the Giants until Saquon got hurt. So I was doubtful for the game. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, the Giants were one point favorites. It is swung. Okay. Who you got, Aaron? I still like the Giants in this game. I think Danny Dimes is uh, gonna play well enough. I, I I don't I don't like the Seahawks. I just they're the better team on paper right now. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna back your boy Danny Dimes, and I'm gonna take the two points. Even though he's won eleven in prime time. Yeah, I know. I'm probably going down a rabbit hole that I don't need to be going down. But I'm not betting this game. I may not even watch it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. It's time for our. Fantasy Draft Monday, or should I say Major Monday? I don't know. There's a draft going on right now, Aaron. Tell us what it is. All right, so with the MLB playoffs starting, 12 teams are now vying for their chance at a World Series title. Well, we are going to vie for our chance at winning $20 off the other guy uh, by doing our Major League Baseball team draft. Um, How are we going to determine first pick? You can get it. I think last time we did a draft, I had a first pick. I think I know what we're going to pick for our first two anyways. But So we're each going to pick six teams, obviously, uh, back-to-back like we do in all of our fantasy drafts. And if our team, one of the teams that we pick, ends up winning the World Series, then we're going to become $20 richer. So I'll oh, start off mug. with – Oh, we're doing the mug? Oh, we can do it. Or, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. We're doing the black mug. We're doing the black mug. That's right. But the black mug is valued at twenty dollars, so that's where I got twenty bucks from. <laughs> so yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're gonna be one black mug to Rick richer. <laughs> that doesn't Woo-hoo! come out. That doesn't come out as well. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, you know I'm gonna start mine with uh, the favorites, and I'm gonna take the the Atlanta Braves uh, for my first team in the in the MLB draft here. This is tough for me because I really want to take like the opposite um, conference or whatever they call that there league opposite league, league here. Yeah. It's whatever they're, they're stuck in the past. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the rival. I'm gonna go with the Dodgers, even though the Braves have beaten them this season. I feel like the Braves bullpen, maybe their health could be a scare. Uh, I'll I'll be happy taking the Dodgers in case those two have a meet up in the NLCS. They will. Yeah. So we knew those two were gonna basically be set i guess you could say um i i want to take the orioles i just i've said all year i don't know if i trust them in the playoffs you know this is just new territory for them um so this is a tough one for me so i think i'm gonna punch a ticket with the astros as my no you knew i was gonna take them next i didn't but i do now Right. right Well, give me – oh, 
Give me a, a pretty healthy Orioles team then. Okay. Uh, you know, I like that. I, I feel like they're they're good enough to contend. If they are for real, I'll, I'll be happy to take that take that black mug edition. Black edition <laughs> mug, whatever. Uh, all right. Well, you have the Orioles, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take the Rays here in this spot. Uh, they 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 got a tough matchup against the Blue Jays first. Uh, so we'll have to see what that. That ends up happening, but um, yeah. The Rays gotta... have the Rangers. Wait, what am I looking at here? I've got the oh, boo! Somebody oh, called it's, me. It's, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Rays. Everything moved when the. Uh, anyways, I'll I'll still take the Rays in this spot. I've got the postseason picture right here, Aaron. No, oh, what am I looking at? This is. Google MLB oh, bracket. Yeah, okay. I see this. Okay, this was weird. All that right. Was weird. All right. Taking- I'm, still, I'm still taking the raise. Okay. I will go with the – oh, I like the Rangers. I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers. I really believe, even though it's my third pick, I know they're playing your team right there, but I'm going to take the Rangers, and I, I think I can hold off for somebody. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was who I was going to take so I could guarantee getting out of that one. But uh, um, you have the Dodgers and the NLCS. I, ooh. This one's tough. I think I'm going to go ahead and take. I think I'm going to go ahead and take the Brewers. In this no, that's a, that's a That's a plug my nose and. Grab it in that one. Not fair. Well, I'm gonna see another NL team as well. I'm gonna go with the with the red hot, fun loving, brotherly love of Phillies. Yeah, I was gonna try to come back and take that one if you skipped on them, which I didn't Boy, think you would. But... I can tell. You've been screwed uh, twice already. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the dog here in the American League brackets and hopefully get myself a free roll in the divisional series. I'm going to take the Blue Jays. God. My pick. There, you're taking three of my picks minus the Braves, obviously. Oh, my God. Shouldn't have given me first pick then. Oh, wow. This is tough. I'm going to go with the Sneaky Fish, the Miami, the Miami Dolphins. Excuse me, Marlins. That was on purpose. So now it's between the Diamondbacks and the Twins. How crazy that the ALC, the AL Central winner is like literally going to get picked last. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me guess between the Diamondbacks. I might not. I don't know. Oh. The thing is, is if I pick the Twins, I have the Twins, Blue Jays, and Astros, so I have a free path to the AL, to the ALCS in one in one spot. And then if I pick the Diamondbacks, I have the Diamondbacks and the Brewers against your Dodgers in the divisional series, which doesn't guarantee me a spot in the ALCS. It should because I have the Philly and the Braves. I'm going to guarantee my spot in the uh in the NL, in the ALCS and I'm going to take the Twins here just because I like them better than the Diamondbacks. That's a that's a bold move, sir. I'm I'm going to, I'm also going to go with Diamondbacks as my um Mr. irrelevant team here. But to I, be fair, I think they're anything but irrelevant. They're a good team. 
I mean, if I do beat you against Milwaukee, I I, I like my um, chances of having an automatic NLCS bid. So at least we both have a bid on on there if I win. Yeah, you have two out of three in two brackets, and I have two out of three, or I have two out of three in one. Bra- oh no, I don't. <laughs> you have the Marlins and the Phillies, so you're guaranteed somebody up against my Braves there. That's okay. I I, I would. No what? Oh. I don't know what's going on, man. This has I been a it's... great show, Bob. It's been a fantastic show. This is a tough one. I think I may have screwed myself just based on the brackets here. Well, that's okay because you got you have, the in one there. bracket you have two out of three, and in, in one bracket you have two out of three. In three brackets, you have two out of three teams. But I mean, I have the Atlanta Braves in one of those brackets. Then you have the Houston Astros, so yeah. And then I have a guaranteed bracket. For the, I have a guaranteed ALCS, but I don't have anything guaranteed in the NLCS except for the fact I think Atlanta will get there. So we'll be back Wednesday. <laughs> Hopefully, our internet will be fixed. Right, but please, Agri Dime, Codingham Drive, Shanky Golf, Codingham Drive, fifteen percent off there. Um, click the F at MikeAndAaronDrive.com. God, we are you're desperate, baby. We need better internet. Support us. Shop. Everything. Shop, sponsor, social. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If we get to a thousand, we can start monetizing it. That'd be great. Thank you, right? We're gonna <laughs> count down to a thousand. Yeah, we're at what sixty-two right now. Is it sixty-two now? I thought it was sixty-one last time I checked. Let me check. Okay, maybe sixty-one. I was just hoping for good results. But anyways, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell your friends to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Enjoy oh. your beginning of the week, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday, of course, with top fives and all the happenings in sports. For Michael Carvelis, I'm Aaron Kraut saying enjoy your Monday and your Tuesday, and we'll see you soon. And drive safe and bye. Thank you.